What's up, everybody? Everybody, this is Presto. Corporal Nossage. And you are listening to the most special of special live streams for E3 2021. Um, we wanted to do this as a live episode um, just because, just because this is crazy. We're living in we're living in some crazy times, uh, and E three was crazy, and yeah, is uh is pretty wild this year. And by wild, I mean like not in a good way. My background <laughs> is gone. That's oh yeah, wild. that's another thing. The E three was so bad this year that Corporal actually got deported I'm out of Florida, back to Florida, and just left. <laughs> Um, no, Corporal is traveling um, for work, and uh, so he's joining us from. He's joining us from uh, another part of Florida. Super interesting. I know. I'm, I'm in the South Florida. Mm, that scares me. Um, <laughs> so anyway, we're gonna jump right into it. Uh, this will be a, this is a live episode, so we're doing this live. Um, if you're not watching it live and you're listening to it after the fact. We were live at some point. There's not going to be any editing, and I'm going to try my best not to curse too much. But it's going to happen. Some bad words are going to slip out on this episode for sure, and I'm not going to be able to edit them out. So, disclaimer. Your discretion is advised. Um, so first, before, before, before we get into everything, Corporal, what were your overall thoughts of this year's E3 in general. Oh. With with Nintendo in there, what was your overall E3 vibe okay. before we really get into it? Let's just... If we are going to lump in all the other game studios and we're going to lump in all the other games that are coming out, things that I might be excited about... They're in the notes. Don't worry. Don't worry. It's in there. Then, yes, I... I to compare this E3 or any E3 post COVID to it's anything true. that was pre-COVID is almost a disservice because it's clear to me that E3 as a as an industry standard was going downhill before COVID. There were a bunch of companies that were slowly backing out and trying to do their own things for financial reasons. And then post-COVID, it's clear that a lot of things have changed when it comes to E3. Mm -hmm. So I cannot compare E3 this year to E3 any other year prior. But, if, but if we must. But we must. Because don't forget, last year E3 happened in the middle of COVID, but it was like most things had already been in development. Yeah. This is, this is so, a year after a full year of, like, basically remote quarantine development. If I'm going to still compare omitting COVID reasons, then I'm going to say that this year's E3 was probably the worst E3 we've ever experienced as far as excitement, hype, and release information. I would, I would have to agree with you on that. Um, but... But as a as a general for what this E3 delivered to me, I'm excited. 
you're always an optimist, the eternal optimist. I am. I am. So, despite despite that I am now in Mexico, deported <laughs> on the run, so good. So, my impressions, obviously, considering the circumstances of the world, that's like this is like E three asterisks, right? It's like E three, <laughs> but everybody's last year was like a mess. Um, so that, that given, I give E3, E3 was okay, given the circumstances. Compared to every other E3 that's been, I agree with what you said, E3 kind of has been going down. Developers have been doing directs or news, you know, news things more frequently, except Nintendo. We had to wait, what, like 280 days for a proper direct? Um, but overall, E3 has been kind of on the decline. Minis. Nobody wants mini M&Ms. They want peanut M&Ms. Anyway. Um, yeah. This year's E3 compared to last E3, COVID aside, stunk. It was like a bean burrito that I left my car for like weeks and then I came back and I'm like, oh, why? It's something. It's something. You but it's terrible. I'm a hungry I person. I judge this podcast based off its food medical metaphors. Not only would you be portrayed and illustrated as a grotesque, overweight, middle-aged man, but they'd think that this was a food show. I am the Gordon Ramsay of Nintendo parent podcasters. <laughs> it's a very anyway, niche, niche for a pers- from a personal level, because <clears throat> there's like, okay, there's E3, not in a vacuum, circumstantial, I give it a B. Eh. Mm. B minus, B minus. There's E3. Compared to other E3, COVID aside, it gets like a D. <laughs> it gets a D. Maybe it didn't yeah. fail. Nothing caught on fire, but it's like, that was definitely the worst one that I've ever seen. From a personal interest level, I give it a C. Maybe C minus. Eh, a C, a C. Um, there was very little from E3 that I was personally excited about. I can appreciate games, and I can appreciate the significance and the importance of games, which we will talk about, um, that I am not interested in but can appreciate. But there's a couple There's a couple things that I will maybe be purchasing. Um, there's definitely a lot that I'm going to get when they go on sale two years from now because they're stinking filthy ports. Um, I mean, with all your food puns, you're the chief of chefs? Maybe the master? Oh, please. Oh, <laughs> gosh. If you want to pronounce the word chef wrong, sure, you can call me the chief. Um, <laughs> all right. So before we get into the Nintendo Direct, there were a couple things that came out, because uh, this is E3, right? This is an E3 episode. We're mostly going to talk about Nintendo and things that have to do with Nintendo, but can't ignore all the other cool shit. Because there was some cool stuff. Um, first of all, there is a new Mario Rabbids game coming out. That's the, uh, I forget the game it's based off of, XCOM, where it's like a tactical shooter. And the the Raving Rabbids XCOM is getting an official sequel called Sparks of Hope. Um, which it looks cool, right? Like, people were into it. The first one sold well. What's hilarious is, so this is an Ubisoft game developed, obviously, exclusively for Nintendo. Nintendo leaked their own game 
on Nintendo's website the morning of when it was supposed to be revealed by Ubisoft. So Ubisoft went on and they're just like, there's a new Mario Rabbids game. Is anyone surprised? No. <coughs> so they leaked it ahead of time themselves, which is so funny because there's no company that hates leaks more than Nintendo, and for them to leak it themselves is... I, and you stole Ubisoft's thunder, and in doing so, was a prime example of why other companies are backing out of E3 and doing their <laughs> own thing. And you just shot Ubisoft's big announcement. Like, what else did they really uh, have to give this year? I mean, yeah, that's probably true. You know I mean? um, there's not going to be a Nintendo Rabbids 3, I don't think, after that. I think maybe no. that's that relationship is soured. Um, I can't remember if this... This might have come out... I think this came out in Summer Game Fest. I was going to have this episode be E3 and Summer Games Fest, but Summer Games Fest, like... I don't know. I didn't pay as close attention. But Diablo 2 Resurrected um, finally has a release date of September 23rd. And it's coming out for everything. PC, Xbox, PlayStation, and the Switch, which is why we're talking about it. Um, yeah. And I think... I think I'm going to get it. We'll see. Diablo, Diablo. 3... Yeah, it's Diablo 2 Resurrected, so it's the it's a remake, not a remake, a retooling, a reskin, a remaster of Diablo 2. I'm just, I'm, if loyal fans who've been following us for a couple of years will recall when the whole lot of us went into this tailspin of Diablo, Diablo 3 on the Switch, and so that's what, the that's the condition though, because Diablo 3 was an Excellent, one of the best asterisks, one of the best ports of a third-party game getting brought to Switch. The animations okay. were great, I, performance yeah. was great. The asterisks the advanced, is except the advanced controls uh, changes that they made to bring yeah. it from a keyboard to a console. Yep, really well done. Except, but uh, there were horrible online multiplayer issues and me nick yeti and corporal were all trying to play together and we couldn't and me and nick could never play together but me and corporal could and corporal and it was just a mess so barring any multiplayer issues i think i'm gonna get diablo 2 we might even end up streaming it i'm not sure how good of a game it'll be to stream but we'll see corporal doesn't want to stream it (laughs) Um, By the time that comes out... September! Yep. September! Yeah. September 23rd. So that gives you at least yeah. a week or two to play it, right? Before you need to play something else? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Foreshadowing. Um, one, of the mo- one of the most exciting things for me, which is so stupid that this is one of the most... This tells you how bad E3 really was if this is one of the things that I'm most excited about. Streets of Rage 4 DLC characters, they finally showed extensive gameplay for the new characters, being Estelle, the uh, policewoman from Streets of Rage, Max Thunder, the most pain-in-the-ass boss and pro wrestler, and Shiva, the mysterious cocky ninja who refuses to use items. Um, And they showed 
their gameplay, and it looks so good. I'm so excited. No release date, though. So uh, let's just say I am a huge personal fan of arcade-style side-scroller beat-em-up games. Yeah. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, I have advocated for a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle arcade-style game to be remade and brought to modern-day consoles, and there's something in the works. Shredder's Revenge. Also, somehow, we made it through an entire E3 and Summer Game Fest without getting a release date for that either. So, I don't know what's going on. So, the fact that 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 type of game is out there and in the works, I am so buzzing from news. I will admit that Scott Pilgrim vs. the World kind of, like, scratched that, but then failed horribly. Like, scratched it with, like, a pinky. Like, the most low, low effort scratching ever. Of all of the games that fit that genre, I will say Streets of Rage 4 is, like, really scratching it. It's so good. Good. It's, it's deep. It's got deep. It's got fighting game mechanics in a brawler. And the new it's, characters it's look so... The new characters, like, their movesets look so interesting. I'm so excited. My biggest gripe about the game, if there is a gripe, is the fact that online multiplayer is only two. <sighs> I know, but here's the thing. Online multiplayer with two... All but with two people, it can get a little dicey. When you play at the harder level difficulties and the windows for things are really tight, if there's any lag, you get cooked. And I can't imagine that running smoothly with four people the way it is right now. So I understand why it's only two. I understand it, but if we're talking about nostalgia, I want to be able to go up to my cabinet, drop my quarter up on the cage, and wait for one of the other three to die off so I can hop in. Yeah, so yeah, that's true. It's been a four-player type game. All of those cabinets have... I mean, you can do four-player local with Streets of Rage 4. True, which... You can find four I, friends in real life after COVID, like, God bless you, but... <laughs> I I think after COVID, as they're not dead yet, sorry... <laughs> I think everybody is dying to have some human interaction. I could probably go to the barn, but yeah, couch co-op is going to be a thing again. Local tournaments are going to be a thing again because everybody's going to be dying for it. Yeah. Um, so those are the those are kind of the pre the pre I'll call the pre E three pre three. This is the pre three news. Um, now onto the meat, onto the meat and potatoes. This episode. So I, I'll give you a chance. This is the, the Nintendads. Nintendad had their big treehouse. What was your, as a whole, vacuum or not vacuum, what was your reaction, your feelings, your your received response or, uh, to how Nintendos went? As a whole. As a whole. There's a lot of memes out there. Specifically the one from Star Wars where it's like, you know, you have Anakin and Padme. If you haven't seen it, I'm sorry, this is going to go over your head. But it's like, oh, Nintendo's finally here. You're going to save E3, right? You're going to save E3, right? And that's, I mean, I, I talked up. I gave Nintendo a lot of credit. I gave them misplaced expectations, I now see. And I will say, up until Nintendo... 
I've, I've said this to you multiple times. I said all yep. Nintendo has to do is show up with a pulse and like some some a couple good games, and they will win E three. And a lot of people are saying Nintendo won E three. I don't know if I think that. Um, Nintendo, I will say Nintendo probably had the all around best presentation. Not if it, so if you look at it like this, right? If you look at Microsoft and you look at Microsoft's presentation as a whole, not one specific game that you're specifically excited about that's better than all the other games. But if you look at it holistically as a whole package, I think Nintendo did the best because they brought, they did bring a bomb. They did drop a bomb, which we will get to. They dropped an unexpected bomb. Even, even I didn't expect it. Something I never, never, ever expected to see. I was shocked. Um, but they only dropped one and it wasn't the biggest bomb they could have dropped and everything else was very lackluster. So yeah. I think if from you a, up, you could sum up Nintendo's E3, this year's E3 into one sentence. A junk drawer with like one thing that you actually wanted, but you have to dig through a lot of crap to get to the one thing you're looking for. Or no, I'll, how about this? When you're cleaning out your junk drawer and you find something you didn't know that you wanted or that you needed, and you're going through and you're like, ah, this pen's out of ink, this is a tape dispenser with no tape left, but then you find the one thing and you're like, oh shit, I need this. That was Nintendo. That was Nintendo's. It's all this old stuff that you've seen before, and maybe it's a little new. Maybe it's got some new graphics. Uh, and then there's one thing that you're like, oh, yeah. Yeah, that's it. My response to that E3, Nintendo E3, is could been handled in an email. <laughs> this meeting could have been an email. Yep. This this whole episode could have been a text post on Facebook. It could have. Um, okay, so. So, the first thing that they lead off with, which to me, like, set the bar of hype, only to, like, limbo underneath that bar for the next 38 minutes. <laughs> for those of you who saw it, literally opened with Ganon. Major ultimate villain from Legend of Zelda, and being carried to a cliff in someone's arms. Like I thought we were getting Breath of the Wild. I it did look it like that. Perfect. They did that on purpose. There's no way they didn't do that on purpose. There's no way it was. Oops. That was their only big thing that they could pull. They baited the hell out of everyone. We all fell for it. We saw Ganon. I'm like. Oh, wow, Breath of the Wild 3's graphics look weird because that looks like Ganon from from uh, his old design. That looks like Ocarina of Time Ganon. <gasps> Ocarina of Time Ganon? And then, and then he brings another character and another character, and you realize, oh, this is a Smash, this is a Smash thing. Yeah. So, Kazuya... And if you don't, Kazuya, it's a Tekken character. It's a main Tekken character. If you've played Tekken, if you're aware of Tekken, even even if you don't know Tekken, you can look at the fighter and be like, yeah, he looks like he's from Tekken. Um, Tekken character is coming to Smash, which 
expectation and disappointment of E3 aside, a Tekken character in Smash is dope, right? That's pretty cool. Great. Great. Um, are there 99 other characters that would have been way more exciting to have in Smash? Yes. I think overall, this wouldn't have been my choice. But it's still, it could have been worse. Could have been worse. Yeah. Um, could have been better. Could have been worse. I think that's how I would sum up uh, E3 for <laughs> Nintendo. Could Definitely could have been better. Could have been a little worse. Um, so that character, we're getting more details on that character and his crazy combo game. Um, like 12 days from this recording. So uh, 6-28, June 28th is when we're getting more. Um, I feel like I should have queued up like some of the transitions that they had. So this could have been like our own direct. You should be like, all right, moving on. It's that big, fat, stinky, cheating Mario gets his own game. Um, so WarioWare. WarioWare is going to be... WarioWare. To, to, to be quick and direct, I liked the Wario Wii game that came out. Yeah. So I'm interested in this. It should be really fun with the Switch, with the Joy-Cons. I pay 60 bucks for it, probably not. No, but it's not 60 bucks, it's 50 bucks. They're learning. So does that mean it's going to be $40 at Walmart? Because Walmart usually undercuts the price. So... 40 bucks is worth it then. WarioWare looks like a ridiculously fun drinking game. That would be, that would be my application. <laughs> and you know what? You know what? If WarioWare has on, you know what? We're going to search this. This is a live episode. Anything can happen. Um, the question is, does it have online multiplayer? I'm guessing that it doesn't. And then Corporal is a pirate. If if Wario Warrior had online multiplayer, it doesn't. No, R.I.P. That you just lost your your purchase. Nintendo. That's me. It's up to four players in person, but no mention of online play. I guess it would. I don't know how you would do it in online play because they're mini games. A lot of them are motion like controlled. Um. But if there was if there was a situation to play this with people as a drinking game, I absolutely would. I'm sold instantly. This beats the hell out of Jackbox. Definitely, I would rather play WarioWare over beers than Mario Kart. Like, mm -hmm. that's just facts. But no online. I'm old. I don't make plans with people in person very often. Corporal's always down in Florida and such, so... So WarioWare, mildly interesting. Maybe pick it up for for it, it. You know what? It would be we're the Nintendo ads. We have to come at this from a parental thing. If your kids are old enough to that, you want to expose them to crude humor with farts and stuff. This would be an excellent game to play with your kids. Yeah. Absolutely. Actually, it would be a really good. Now I'm thinking. Now I'm like seriously considering this game. If it goes on sale, this would be perfect. I think older kids might not be as interested, but like four or five, six years old, it'd be a riot, right? It's fart jokes. That's like peak. I mean, little Red, he's eight. He would enjoy this. Yeah. 
I, th- I mean, I've never played a WarioWare game either, so I'm like spectating from the outside. But I think a lot of these mini games, would be, it's the same thing. Any game that's like, it's great to play with your kids, it could also be great to play with adults over drinks. Who drink? <laughs> um, so WarioWare's coming out. Do you even know this next title? Because I don't think a lot of people will, but anybody who does know it is like frothing at the mouth that it's coming out. I, I saw it, I read it, watched the trailer for it, and then I tried to double tap the screen, skip forward. <laughs> Some anime stuff. Um, Shin Megami Tensei 5. So Shin Megami Tensei is an old series. It's been around forever. It is the base game that all of the Persona games came from. So it's got a rabid right. following. Um, and... Oh, by the way, WarioWare is coming out September 10th. September 10th. I did manage to scribble down some release dates. Um, Shin Megami Tensei, coming out in November, is a Switch exclusive. Now, that's a big deal, because Shin Megami Tensei, is a, it's been around for... I remember people playing Shin Megami Tensei on PlayStation 2 when I was in high school. So, it's been oh. around for a while. The fact that they're getting... A main mainline game in Shin Megami Tensei, exclusively for Switch, I could absolutely care less, but it's a big deal. It's as big of a deal as Monster Hunter being a Switch exclusive is, I think. Okay. It's not for me, but if you like it, you're probably very excited about it. Um, uh-huh. Now this next this next game. Corporal, I'll oh, let you. About this I'll let game. you. I'll let you introduce this because I have some feelings. I have some mixed I, feelings on this. You and I spoke about this off camera, and I had some opinions. And I sat back and I rewatched the uh, Treehouse to kind of the direct, kind of regauge my emotions based off of your responses to see if I was wrong or not. Mario Party as a franchise has been friendship ender it is pretty beloved franchise it's almost as beloved as Mario Kart it's great family game has a long history and many people still to this day declare that Mario Party 64 from the Nintendo 64 was the pinnacle of their best game and map designs that they've ever made. The GameCube ones were really good too. They were. The Nintendo were. 64 and GameCube games for Mario Party, that was like the golden the golden age of Mario Party for sure. So let's hold that as a little little bottle and put it over here on the shelf for a minute. Mario Party what was it uh All Stars is the new one? Is the one that's on? So, so they were doing Mario Party like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, and then the the last one that came out was Super Mario Party. And it was kind of like a soft. It was like a soft reboot because they're like, all right, now we're done. We're done with that. We're gonna do, and maybe that's what's gonna happen with Mario Kart eventually. It's gonna be Super Mario Kart instead of a uh, instead of Mario, Mario Kart, Kart nine. But yeah, so oh, Super Mario, Mario Kart. Super Mario Party had potential. The rebranding. Whoops. The... I just hit a button. 
I hit a button and did a transition by accident. There we go. I fixed it. Nope. It's broken. It's broken forever. This is what happens in live shows. We have May transitions going over. Okay, it's fixed. <laughs> Sorry about that. So you had Super Mario P Party, which had the expectation of the rebranding and bringing in all great new things. On the Switch, in this modern era, you had the ability of bringing in DLC, adding maps, adding characters, adding mini-games, and there was hope. Hope for a broader future. Right? Super Mario Party. The only Mario longer, Party without a number. But... A longer lifespan. And then we get this little announcement of Mario Party 64. We're going to take it back off the shelf. Put it in front of the mirror next to Super Mario Party. And at first, I saw DLC. Same. I saw DLC. I saw the opening of the gate for potentially making Mario Party worth that $60. Well, and so Mario Party, Super Mario Party came out, I don't know, like a year or two ago. And you never had... It was a non-starter because there was no online play for Mario Party. In in 2019-2020, no online play for Mario Party. Like, how? Um, and then... That would have been the first thing that they, I know. they did. And then, I think it was like two months ago, random, out of nowhere, no announcement, anything. They're just like, oh, here's a Mario Party update. You can play online with your friends now. And everybody's like, What? Like, what? So, with that in context, they just added multiplayer to Super Mario Party. Everybody's excited. Then they start talking about this, oh, Mario Party, these new things. And that's why everybody thought it was DLC, because they're like, oh, first they did the online. Now they're yeah. finally, finally giving us more boards and more mini games and the things we actually want this is going to be and awesome. The boards and the mini games were being pulled from the archive of 64. Yes. Like this had potential. But. But it's Nintendo. But then Nintendo. you get That's to the it. end of the segment and it says Mario Party Superstars. And you realize that this is its own game. Like, what? What? So, if there was no Super Mario Party, and they released Mario Party Superstars, I would be mildly excited, because it's the best, arguably the best uh, era of Mario Party um, being brought in, and it has online multiplayer from the get-go, hundreds of old, not just from Mario Party 64, but from other previous Mario Party minigames, but given the context that they've had this bare-bones, disappointing Super Mario Party out, they just added it with online play, and then they're like, oh, just kidding, here's what you really want over here. You have to buy a full new... Six like, I don't know if it's going to be $60. I don't think they they dropped a price, but... I would pay 20 maybe 30 bucks for a Mario Party DLC if it was going to be... Like a season pass type thing with six, all of the 64 games, all the 64 minis, all the 64 maps, maybe even some of the characters brought back. Like, I would do that. Yeah. Reskin. 
Totally. But that's not the case. It's it's one of those... It's the most Nintendo thing, right? Nintendo makes incredible games, awesome products. Like, there's nothing like the magic of first-party Nintendo games. But somehow, they always manage to do some nonsense that just, like, you can't help but facepalm, right, before you reach into your wallet and buy their bullshit. It's <laughs> so disappointing. So disappointing, I'm ready to move on and be disappointed again. <laughs> so we're, get, we're, reaching, we're reaching the more exciting announcements here. Arguably, the next two things we're going to talk about are either the best and the very best or the worst and the very best. But you you go ahead because this is your baby. This is your this is your saw, thing to I throw saw, off a cliff. I saw Big Daddy, black screen, and Big Daddy standing in center stage, and was like, "Ooh, I know who he is. Ooh, he's gonna give me something good. <laughs> Ooh, what's gonna happen?" And the first thing they talk about. Is DLC added for Zelda uh, Hyrule Warriors? Like, yeah, that okay. I got. I got legit worried when he came out and started talking about that. I was like, No, 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 no! no. This isn't going to be the Nintendo Direct again, where you say, "Sorry, we don't have any news about Breath of the Wild 2, but here's Skyward Sword." Like, I got really nervous. So yeah, continue. Skyward Sword HD, they presented it in a with some added information with some different graphic looks. There was some things that were different that it got me a little interested. So I let Skyward. They're Sword trying stop. to sell it because I don't think a lot of people are interested. I mean, a lot of people yeah. are interested. Like it's gonna sell like hotcakes, but it's like. Skyward so then Sword. he reaches in and he grabs the Hyrule Warriors DLC. I'm like, okay, we're flirting with my desires. We're maybe, maybe. Stop the foreplay. Give me what I want. <laughs> and then, and then, buddy reaches into his pocket and pulls out <laughs> his big old. I don't even know how to describe this thing. It's, it's the watch. it's the Game and Watch. It's the same. Yeah. It's the same it's mini exactly. Game and Watch that is the Mario the Mario thirty fifth anniversary Game and Watch. They took that hardware. They probably realized they made too many of them, and they made a Zelda one for the Zelda anniversary. It they really it really feels. It really feels like they had extra and they just did this. That's they what had, it, they had. They had to reskin it. They uploaded some more games onto it, and they're like, "Let's make money." It really feels like they took their old, their old homework. Don't get me wrong. Zelda franchise has a long history of some of the great old classics. A lot of people who are hardcore fans like myself grew up on those old Game Boy games. Yeah, but how so many like, different, how many different releases? Like, how many times are they going to release a Link to the Past? How many times? They are going to continue. Leave to do it the game all. alone. Leave it alone. Anybody who wants to play it has played it. Uh oh, Corporal's frozen. 
Corporal's face is frozen in the most angry face ever. Oh, no, wait, you're back. Okay. Your face literally froze, like, growling at the screen like you were hulking out. Uh-oh. Corporal's frozen again. Live episode, everybody. Live episode. Um, you better be connected to that hotel Wi-Fi. <laughs> yeah, I am. I'm back. Um, so, all that aside... They do the little thing. Oh, November 12th. November 12th, you can get the Game & Watch thing if you ever wanted to play Zelda and get arthritis at the same time. Um, but then, of course, he does the classic. And we have one more announcement. And tell us. Tell us what you saw, Corporal. It was, it was, it was Breath of the Wild. It, it was Breath of the Wild. It's... It's what I wanted. I've been saying this for two years now that I we should have had more Breath of the Wild. Breath of the Wild was one of the best Zelda games I was created. And all of you who want to sit there and say otherwise, you're welcome to your opinions. You're yes, Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask and all. It's okay to be wrong. It's your right to be wrong. It's your right. But Breath of the Wild was the most world interconnected expanded display and representation of Hyrule that we've ever gotten. I absolutely loved it. I am playing it again. It's over there. Even I ended up getting it again on the Switch instead it, of the Wii U. So worth it. And the first trailer that we got for Breath of the Wild 2 had some strong Jorah's Mask feels that dark, edgy horror feel. We saw Zelda with us as Link and Zelda together in a room in a cave exploring like... Tomb Raider action. Creepy. Like maybe she'd finally be a tag team or she at least be with us on a portion of our adventure. We saved her. We, we defeated Ganon. She's now available in Hyrule. We're going to go out in the fields together and run horses and stare at her while she's And it's just going to turn it's just going to turn into Animal Crossing with Zelda. Everything's happy. Maybe, who knows? I've been mad for it. I in the first trailer, that. you had Ganon like zombie Ganon coming back to life or whatever that was about. So, there was some hope. There was some hope. Oh, we've been quarantined for two years and we don't have much and we haven't given you anything so far, but we've got something, maybe. Here's the here it is. Breath of the Wild 2 trailer drops. Literally. Now, let me tell you. Literally drops. Yeah, literally. I have watched this video eight times now. I have torn it through. I have watched every other podcaster and YouTubers representation of what they were able to pull from it. From what I can gather, we are going to have like the first five minutes of the game is going to be dark. Zelda is going to be ripped from our arms and taken away from us again. And it's going to be a re-rinse and repeat. The only difference is there's some floating islands. And like, It's like I'm, we yeah. really need to sell that Skyward Sword remake. So let's just... Exactly. Like, I know that Skyward Sword had floating islands and then the ground was flooded. Like, I knew that that was going to have some sort of play in Breath of the Wild 2. But, dear God, like, could they have done... So, yeah, if you haven't seen the trailer, go watch it. 
go watch it. It's it's worth watching. But it's basically Breath of the Wild world, but large chunks of Hyrule are now floating in the air. Which could be cool, could be interesting. I think it might, unless you can turn into a bird and fly, though, I think it's going to feel a lot more restricted than Breath of the Wild 1. I can't imagine that it's not. You, you sit on some water and you evaporate up into the sky and then you pull yourself out of the watering hole. Yeah, like, I don't know what... Well, I think, I think I understand how that works because in the trailer they show multiple things that show Link manipulating time on a macro level of things well, that's a part of that's a part of his uh his um his mobile phone app yeah. that he has his eye his eye slate his eye shika slate um so that's it's got yeah. some interesting new mechanics he got his eye shika glove now oh yeah hand. the power it's glove the power glove but and so you said this in our conversations before it now looks a little more on the side because Breath of the Wild 2 was originally supposed to be DLC and then they were like, oh my God, this is so much DLC, we're just going to make a new game. And I think in this trailer, it showed the bones of that. You're right. This trailer showed me that this was DLC. Now... There's a lot that we haven't seen, and they've got three years of development on this game that we still don't know about. So maybe the trailer we got was the DLC trailer that we were supposed to get, and there's a lot more that's coming out. Let me tell you, what we did see made it look like Hyrule, but then also portions floating. If we get the exact same map with also portions floating... You must have a lot of floating parts in order to make the world feel new and fresh and interesting. I, the only thought that I can have is that Zombie Ganon comes and destroys Hyrule and blows it apart and separates it to all of these different areas. And now it's an all new map with an all new mechanics and like waterfalls and like you get a whole new world. They're really going to have not, to scramble it for it to make it feel like a new game. Exactly. Otherwise, it will just be a DLC. I yeah. am so excited. I will buy it day one, and I will play the living hell of it. I will stream it, and I will champion my way through in order to beat it, and I'll cry when Mifa dies and do it all <laughs> over again. But, God, it better be fresh. Yeah. See, I'm not... I am not super hyped on it at no point i've been like breath of the wild too like it's really cool like i get breath of the wild is great and important and wonderful but i've never been personally super excited and this trailer did exactly nothing for me it didn't move my needle at all i'm still very lukewarm about it so that's that is actually a comment that i had made i guess it was on twitter i I got information the excitement level you talk about how when you do video, video editing and you can see your volume bars jump. <laughs> like you talk and you can see it reaches to a certain point. And you talk and you talk and it gets to the same point. You talk and you talk and it's the same point. But at no point does your, your peak break. Right? So last year's trailer, you talk and talk and it got me to a point. I'm like, okay, this is where I am. 
this year the trailer breaks <laughs> yeah it's like I'm it's like there. to go to the classic to go to the classic presto food metaphors it's like you go to a restaurant and they just keep bringing you appetizers and you're like Give me a main course. Give me something good. I'm sick of, like, Cobb salad and French onion soup. It's like, those things are yummy, but, like, I need food. I really do make everything into food, don't I? We did not get anything <laughs> of an entree. But you anything. know what? We're about to talk about the lobster in the E3 presentation. Now. Hold on. Hold on. We're about, we're about to talk about the thing that in this E3 presentation thing. was the lobster. Yes. Is it really a lobster? It's a lobster. It's a lobster. Pinch. Okay. Pinch you. You're lucky it's got the rubber bands on still from the store. You're lucky. Um, so this, I would say, this announcement is the biggest genuine surprise announcement at E3, period. Not just for Nintendo. Yeah. I think this was the most out-of-left-field announcement that any company made at E3. I feel like this was the only big surprise of the entire thing, which is super yeah. sad. Um, but it was something. It was definitely the highlight of Nintendo's thing. Um, and there's probably only one other game at E3 that upstaged it overall but we'll get there so everybody everybody has been like please give us you've been talking about metroid prime 4 for two years what the hell is going on is it still happening did they abandon it like what what is happening um and nothing nothing has been happening we haven't gotten any crumbs anywhere corporal nothing <laughs> Dead silence um, on Metroid Prime 4. And okay. and that's fine. That's fine. Like, take your time. Good things come to those who wait and get punched in the face and keep waiting. Um, but they come out and they're like, we just want you to know. And they show, they show the Metroid guy. I forget his name, but like the lead developer of Metroid. They show him and he's out. And, and he's we're like, like, he's like, I'm just like Breath of the Wild guy. Right? This is like their theme. Friend for them. I know that we made an announcement. I know this big, huge, juicy steak you wanted was supposed to come. We don't have it. We don't have it. We have, we don't even have a picture of it. We don't have a picture of it. So Metroid Prime Four is still. I'm not even convinced that it's in development. There's no actual no. evidence. So the guy comes out and he's like, "Oh yeah, Metroid Prime Four. We're working hard on it, but we got nothing. Turn my pockets inside out. I got no lunch money to give you." When, but, when Microsoft or PlayStation or any of these other big companies, they're in the process of making a game, a lot of times you can find job postings for these games or job postings from these studios, and you can kind of, like, see from the back end that things are moving, moving backwards, moving forward, moving somewhat. We get nothing. Metroid Prime 4 is a ghost. I, I think it's, 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 uh, it's Half-Life 3. It's turning into Half-Life 3. It's turning into the Nintendo equivalent of Half-Life 3. Um, so, they're like, Metro Platform, you're not getting anything. But watch this. And it's Samus. Okay. And it is the first... I'm just going to get it. I'm just going to let the cat out of the bag. It is the first classic 
2D Metroid game that we've gotten in 19 years. Ah, 19 years. Metroid Dread. It's more horror themed. It's darker. The whole premise of the game is that there are these evil kill machine robots made by the Galactic Federation that Samus's weapons are completely ineffective against. So it's a Metroid game, and you're going through and you're doing all the Metroidy things. Um, but throughout the game, you are pursued by an invincible enemy that the only thing you can do is to run and hide and escape from. And that's the horror element. That's why it's called Metro Prime Dre Metroid, not Prime. Metroid Dread. Because in certain areas, there's the, there's the big monster. And if you hear him coming, you have to stand still. You have to hide. You have to use your tools to escape. Because if he catches you, you're dead. You're done. Game over. Start from your last checkpoint. Which I think is a super cool element. It's not pixel Metroid Prime. It's modern, like, 3D, I forget what the term is, Vox, Voxel, not the, whatever the basic 3D model graphic yeah. language is, but it's not a pixel Metroid, but it is 2D, it's true 2D Metroid, and yeah. it looks fast, it looks fluid, it's a continuation on the story, and a lot of the mechanics from uh, Metroid Fusion that was for the Game Boy, but this is a full-fledged release for the Switch. When the trailer first started, and there were a couple moments where the video, like, went into first-person view inside the helmet HUD. Yeah. And I was like, are they going first-person shooter? Yeah, and, I was like, is this Metro Prime 4? Is this another appetizer you're bringing to my table? Please don't. And then I was like, oh, is this going to be, like, a Gears of War where, like, it's over-the-shoulder third-person shooter? Is this going to be, like, I was kind of excited like get a left for not a left for dead um a dead space horror style metroid game like that would have been cool but honestly the graphics and the story looks pretty cool i'm interested i'm very interested you know how i feel about single player games not a huge yeah. fan but i've always loved metroidvania games i love castlevania i love metroid like this is probably a buy day one for me and it drops on october 8th october 8th that's not very far away no um but it looks good and then huh in time for halloween yeah definitely can we just call that the horror game that we've been promising to stream please <laughs> i don't want to be scared oh god um so yeah it's coming out they did a lot of treehouse gameplay showing the mechanics showing the you know, the slide and the wall jump and the melee counters and all the different Metroid-y things that uh, you know and love. Um, but that's the big, you know, that was the bomb that they dropped. It wasn't new Mario Kart. It wasn't a Switch Pro. It wasn't a release date on Breath of the Wild 2, which I don't know if we mentioned Breath of the Wild 2 2022. That's the release date. 2022. Sometime. Maybe. We hope. Maybe. Let's see. If you buy enough Skyward Sword, we'll release Breath of the Wild 2. Imagine if that's how developers, like, age things. Right? It's like game. a weird Kickstarter. It's like, keep buying our games until we reach the threshold, and then we'll let it go. <laughs> um, but yeah, Metroid. First 2D Metroid, that's a huge deal. That's like, 
that's like the equivalent of Sonic Mania coming out. It's like, finally, yeah. developers are beginning to understand what people actually want. Kind of. <laughs> sort of. Um, so that's the big... That's the big thing. And I think that was an awesome thing to do. I think it was a big deal. It's it's not enough to save it's not enough to save Nintendo from criticism at E3. Because oh. any other E3, it would have been Metroid Dread and Mario and Mario Kart 9 and Fighters Pass 3 for Smash and a Switch Pro. But instead it was just Metroid Dread. Which it's still good. I thought we were going to get a Switch Pro. You mentioned it, so I'm going to. Say I know. That. I can't believe it. Pro. I can't. I think. I think maybe they were planning it, but the current chip shortages, trying to buy electronic components right now, is like a nightmare. Like it's it's wild out there. So Kawasaki motors and engines are like the hardest thing to find in the United States right now. Really. I'm Hyundai motors and Kawasaki motors are because we use a lot of uh, Hyundai motors for our, our pumps for pumping water and whatnot. They are impossible. Well, because it's them. because it's the circuitry that runs them. It's the it's the electronic components, the silica or the. Um... At this point, we have to drive to Georgia to go get some, and even the places that we go to Georgia to get them are like, well, yeah, we're running out. You know, you're in trouble <laughs> when you have to go drive to Georgia to get anything besides peaches. <laughs> like that's not a good time. Anyway, <laughs> um, a couple, a couple. <laughs> Sorry, Georgia. Sorry, Georgia. Wins. You're good for you. Go on. Um, so the, there's two, two more. I'll say main Nintendo things that we want to talk about, and then we'll quickly go okay. through all the small things. I guess you know what this should probably be. I'm gonna move something in our notes up because it's a big deal. Um, but DBZ Kakarot, maybe this is a smaller deal, but DBZ Kakarot and the two DLCs that have been released for it is coming to Switch September 24th. Corporal I, hadn't even heard about this game. I heard about Kakarot, but I guess I didn't realize that Kakarot was what Kakarot was. Whatever that means. Let's just say that. I'm interested in it. I want to buy the game now. I'm I'm cautious because Kakarot is a pretty big game, like ambitious, like open world style. And I want to see some benchmarks and performance reviews to tell me that it doesn't run like Mortal Kombat 11 does on the Switch. So if it's... I, I saw the footage and I was like, this looks like Breath of the Wild, but Dragon Ball Z. I'll buy that. Yeah, I love how anything open world now is just Breath of the Wild. It's like, oh, did you play Grand Theft Auto Breath of the Wild? Yeah, it's all open world. You can go, you can... So, I love Grand Theft Auto. I played the heck out of Grand Theft Auto. There is something specially different about open world Grand Theft Auto and open world... Or open the world Breath of the Wild versus open world Breath of the Wild. I feel like Breath of the Wild shows its map, its environment, and how different sections connect and intertwine with each other so much better than most other open world games. Breath of the Wild is so cool because you can walk in any direction 
for one to two minutes and you find stuff. It's it's so it's such a big map, but it's so well paced. I think it's is, also such a big map up and down as well as right and left. Yeah, there's always that's my favorite thing to do is I just go into Breath of the Wild. I have no interest in saving the space animal mecha machines. I have no interest in the yahahas. I just go and I see a camp or a mountain or something that's going to kill me, and I think, yeah, I'm going to get into that right now. And you can, <laughs> and that's the appeal for me, and that's why I've never beaten the game because I'm just like, ooh, is it? Look at look at a deer made out of light. Let's go tame it. Let's see what happens. Like, I have no. Yeah. So anyway, DBZ Kakarot's coming. Pretty unexpected. Pretty cool. As long as it doesn't run like crap. Pretty cool. Um, this next game I'm excited about for a very specific reason. So, so I've been excited about this game for a long time. And it's constantly advertised on Xbox. And I'm constantly like, ooh, I'll buy that. That looks good. Oh, yeah? I never do, though. I want to, but I never end up well, doing it. Well, now you have a real reason why. to wonder why i haven't why I don't, I don't know why you're looking at me like i know I, why i have to i guess watch some youtube videos about it to see if it really catches like they could do a really good job at advertising but I'm, I, I feel like i feel like we should tell not... people what the game is um so it's it's <laughs> life is strange it's so strange it's so strange, it's so strange. <laughs> I was, gonna, um, I was gonna play this out. <laughs> so it's life is strange. Um, the 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 previous life is strange games are coming at an undisclosed date. So they're like the life is strange and the prequel are coming to the Switch, which yeah, is awesome. One and it's, two so far. Yeah. So everybody's excited about that. But the new life is strange, True Colors, which is actually like about to be released is coming to Switch on September 10th. Boom. That's a big deal because the Life is Strange series is beloved. It's very... There's not there's not a lot of games like Life is Strange. It's its very own unique game. The reason I am particularly excited about it, and I have to plug the crap out of it, is because my dear cousin is the sound engineer on... Life is Strange uh, for the prequel and for True Colors. And he does a phenomenal job. Shout out to Matt. Um, you can look There's for his name sort of in the credits. Right what? There's some sort of nepotism going yeah, on. Yeah, right? right I'm not... This isn't a paid promotion. I don't get a free, like, review copy of the game. Um, but, yeah. So, shout out to my cousin Matt for doing an amazing job on the sound design for these games. I definitely recommend checking it out. I feel like now I have to get True Colors now that it's for the Switch. It's like it's yeah. in my box in more than one <laughs> way. I have to get it now. So that's exciting. And I and then Corporal, do you want to talk about this one? Because you've played these games. Maybe. If you haven't, I'm Van very Fury? surprised. Yeah. No, I've not never played. So I am a this these games felt too much like um What's the 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 worms? They fight each other. Worms. Is that the name of That's it? The name of the game is, is it really worms. worms. It's just worms. Okay, it feels too much like worms. It's I, not I like worms. I, it's it's 
it tries to be Red Alert or Command and Conquer, but it's not. It tries to be Worms, but it's not. Like, yeah. It's so it's Advanced Wars. Advanced Wars One and Two is a uh, tactical turn-based, like, military-style tactical RPG. So you have your tanks, you have your units, everybody has a certain amount of spaces. It's very much like Fire Emblem, but with military vehicles. Cute little military vehicles. Therefore. So um, they're doing a remake of Advance Wars 1 and 2 for Switch coming December 3rd. This was a game... So I had Advance Wars 1 on... That bad boy right there. Um, on my Game Boy Advance. And it's a fun game. It's a really fun game. Um, it has to, I mean, you have to like tactical, like, military games. Like, it's very much that. It's a very specific type of game. Um, but it's really fun. It's got a lot of character. It's got a good story. Like, it's got, it's unique. It's definitely cool. I would pick it up on sale. I don't know how much it's going to be, but it's definitely like, yeah, just look up. Just look up Advance Wars 1 and 2, and you'll know just by watching the trailers if you if it's a game for you or not. But... That's interesting. I will say, with that and then going through the rest of these, we're going we're gonna to notice... You guys are going to start to notice a trend... A trend with um, a trend with remakes and old games being brought. So it's like Kakarot coming to the Switch, Life is Strange coming to the Switch, Advance Wars One and Two being remastered. Now we're gonna go down the not so long but fairly long list. And this is it's crazy if you think about everything that we've talked about plus everything that we're about to talk about was all jammed into a 40-minute direct. Kind of crazy. Um, you have it or you don't have it on there. So okay. we talked about Hyrule Warriors expansion. Oh, did I miss something? Yes. Oh, okay. Well, minor, tell me what I missed. Go for it. It's minor, and most people probably, like, glazed over it, which I think you did. That's why I grabbed my Switch to, to verify. To make sure that um, you didn't imagine it. The Among Us anniversary update. Oh, yeah, I guess that's a thing. It is so small. It is so small. But they're increasing the game to 32 characters that you can play that are going to be playable in the single map. 32 is at 16. What? In a, in a single game? In a single game. Oh, Hold on. my God. Oh, no, I'm sorry, not 32. They're increasing it to 15. 15 That's still, like, way up. too many. Three three imposters, 15 characters in a single game. There's going to be new, <laughs> new graphics. There's going to be new uh, beanies, new, like, customization skins, um, new... Uh, um, tasks? Maps? Yeah, new tasks. I was going to say missions. There's not. It's not missions. missions. Um, uh, it's good. It's good to see that they're making, you know, their their five million dollars they make every six seconds. They're putting to good <laughs> use. Yeah, so they're definitely adding some things to it, which is on the, well, although, sorry. from what I've heard, I've only played Among Us, you know, like probably less than ten times. Um, but what I heard is that Among Us obviously was really hot. It was the game, but then they it did an update 
and people really didn't like the update. Like my my nieces and nephews obsessed obsessed with Among Us during the height of it. And then all of a sudden they just stopped playing. I'm like, you guys still play Among Us? They're like, yeah, not really. They changed a bunch of stuff, and now it's lame. What stuff? I don't know. I don't play it. But the the There's one the big complaint was in in the text chat. So it used to be cross-platform everything. The text chat, you could type in whatever you want. But because you had everybody talking, like, it just turned into chat rooms, unrestricted chat rooms for, like, kids on the internet, which is always going to go down a bad rabbit hole. Um, they made it so now you can only do pre, like, canned messages. And so yeah. the kids are like, like, no. Which, I have to say sucks because yeah. the whole point of the game is to be tricky and like try and convince people and if you're not doing it over voice chat you have to have freedom in text you can't just do canned like that's so like that that it's a social game you don't play it for the mechanics you play it for the interaction and to have the interaction be a b c d ruins it i mean it's still a cool game because most people yeah. play it on with voice chat on anyway but I can see if you're a kid and you're not allowed on voice chat, you don't have voice chat, you don't have Discord, you have to go through text typing, how that would totally just like, no, over. There's one other thing that we had slightly hinted at earlier. Not really, but sort of. We talked about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yes. <gasps> no. No. Get out of here. Get that. That does not deserve the airtime. You got me so excited for a minute. Jeb baited. But the fact that that's happening means that they are making movement. They are, like, but like, there's still no release date. Not putting money into a franchise like Teenage Ninja Turtles without like trying to make big moves. Teenage Mutant so, Ninja Turtles has been hanging out too long with Streets of Rage 4. Been like, yo, <laughs> nobody dropped the street date. Uh, Don't tell so. Nintendo what it is. They might leak it by accident. <laughs> um, okay. Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2. The combo pack. They remade it, or they remastered it, like, a year ago. It came out on everything except the Switch. And we were like, how's it not coming out on the Switch? Well, it's finally coming out on the Switch. Because they were afraid that kids were going to, like, try to step on their Switches and do ollies. No, Nintendo was like, <laughs> we're not paying your ransom to get this. And then they were like, okay. And then they watched the sales. Oh, no. and Nintendo's like, we're, we're just kidding. Wait a minute. Just kidding. What? I, you know how they used to, like, make the shotguns with the Switch nunchucks and stuff? Yeah. Why haven't they made a skateboard? With the nunchucks built into it. Because they want kids to live. <laughs> what? They make you put on a wrist strap to play tennis. You think they're going to put it on a skateboard? Yeah, the next Nintendo branded helmet and like Halo thing to like stabilize your spine after you break your neck. You're nuts. You're nuts. I want kids in their bedrooms trying to do ollies. Nintendo can stay out of that equation. <laughs> um, Fatal Frame Maiden of Black Water is coming to Switch. This is a new Fatal Frame game coming out on the Switch. I think it's a new Fatal Frame game. 
Um, but we've been, I was always saying, we've always said, or at least I've said in our streams, why isn't Fatal Frame on the Switch? Because it's like the perfect, it's handheld, it's got motion, like it's the perfect thing to be on the Switch, perfect horror game. And it never has mm -hmm. been, but now it's going to be, and I'm not going to play it because I'm a coward, um, but our stream might make me play it. Yes. So. The corporal is going to be in your comment section saying, do this, do this, do this. We'll see. We'll see. Um, I know exactly who I'm going to get to come and help champion this movement. Don't get her involved. She's watching. I know she's watching. Don't even say it. If you say her name three times, she's going to appear and demand that we play horror games. Um, <laughs> I always have trouble pronouncing this. Dongarampa. That, that game... A body has been discovered. That game. That game. I know you've heard that sound before. Yes, I have. That game. Dongarampa Decadence, which is going to be a four-game port for the Switch. So if you like Dongarampa and everything that's involved, Junko Inoshima, whatever. I've never played I have no clue what I'm talking about. Um, those games are coming onto Switch. Which is, again, here's the trend. Port, port, third-party game, third-party game. Like, this is, the, this is the fluff that they're stuffing the rest of E3 with and hoping that it props up a half-baked Breath of the Wild 2 trailer and it's Mario like Kart or Mario Party. When you're trying to support your laptop in front of you to do your homework and you're shoving pillows underneath it in order to like get it to the right height. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so Dongarampa Decadence is coming to the Switch. Four different games are coming to the Switch. I can't name the games because I can barely name the damn title of the series. So it's coming. Um, Just Dance 2022... I know a lot of people who like the Just Dance series and are all about those things. I, I've given it's up. a respectable series for somebody who played DDR for years. I have I am I am not going to judge people who play Just Dance. It's a cool game. It's fine. Okay. There's a new one coming. It's going to have all your favorite hits from 2021. I guess I don't know. I listened to that trailer. I didn't recognize anything. <laughs> Moving on. Um, Strange Brigade is a third-party Tomb, Ra Tomb Raider-style game that's out now. I thought you were going to say Turmeric, and I was like... Turmeric? I love Turmeric. It's so good for you, too. Um, Strange Brigade is out. It's like a Tomb Raider thing. I think it has multiplayer. Looks interesting. If you like Tomb Raider, it might be a, a Tomb Raider substitute on the Switch. This next one is actually cool. I'm actually semi-excited about this. This I would pick up on like a super sale for sure. Cruising Blast. And I don't say cruising with the G because the G's not there. It's cruising as in cruising USA as in that crazy neon seizure inducing arcade game that you played at your local arcade growing up with the crazy if hot I wheel cars. Any type of racing car game arcade style it's gonna be crazy taxi crazy taxi is it a racing game racing against the clock you need to get those people to their destination on time that's not it's not a racing game it's not it's categorized anyway that's a driving game there's a difference between driving and racing okay 
This isn't racing. This isn't racing. This is cruising. Cru okay, that's fair. It's not a racing game. It's a cruising game. So, yeah, cruising, cruising Brigade. Wow, I just mixed my, my notes up. Cruising Blast is going to be a console, a Switch console exclusive. Hmm. Um, I don't know if it, I don't, I didn't write down a release date. Um, I don't know if it had a release date because I was kind of excited. Oh, fall, fall 2021. So it's going to be a fall holiday release. Um, it looks cool. It looks bright. It looks fun. It looks like something I'd rather play than Mario Kart. For real. For real, real. Oh, okay. Because some of the cars aren't even cars. Some of the cars is like, it's like um, you're like driving a horse. The horse is the car. Like, it's outrageous. It is the arcade racer. Like, that's what it is. It is the arcade racer. It defines arcade racing. Um, you can you can talk about this next one. You can... <laughs> You don't like like Super Monkey Ball? No, I can't. I can't get involved with Super Monkey Ball. How do you have it up that fast? Because it's Super Monkey Banana Mania. Banana Mania. I like the word Banana Mania, admittedly. Despite what anybody likes to say about their exes. One thing that my ex and I used to do all the time was play Super Monkey Ball. I was going to say, really remember that this is live, and whatever you're about to say, I cannot edit out. <laughs> Me and her used to pass the controller back and forth and play this game round for round. I loved Super Monkey Ball. I've never um, played Super it. Super Monkey Ball is a, a fun game to play. So I was kind of excited that they... They're bringing Banana Mania, Mania remastered to the Switch. Banana I'm interested Mania. In it's, yeah, so it's, again, it's a remaster of an old yep. game coming to Switch. Mimi-chan, hello, in the chat. <laughs> I've been, I saw you, I saw you creeping. I don't know if that's, like, a delayed response, but we were talking about you when we were discussing the horror games. Um, for anybody who doesn't know, we are begrudgingly going to be streaming at least a couple horror games in the near future because of popular demand mostly from our dear friends in the monster hunter community who have seen me react who's who seen me overreact at anything creepy in any game signaling that i have a weakness for horror games to which everyone pounced on me and said you have to screen stream a horror game um, so we've had a lot of people recommend Phasmophobia and we've had a lot of people recommend Dead by Daylight. So we might be one, we might do both. We'll see. Halloween is coming. It's Thanks. not. It's June. <laughs> Christmas is coming too. Halloween is coming. Thanksgiving's right will, around the corner. I will play a, a, a one night of, of Dead Space. I will play another night of Five Nights at Freddy's. Dead by day, but we have to, we can't wait until October to play horror games. The people want what people want. Oh, you're afraid of being lynched beforehand? Yes. See, even Renee, what's up, Renee? Um, Renee, who wasn't even one of the people who initially started this We Need to Stream Horror Games movement, is now in our chat saying, hey guys, I'd love to see you playing those sometimes. Yeah. Translation, I'd love to see Presto scream like an eight-year-old girl. 
And you know what? We're going to do it. Dead by Daylight is probably going to be the first one because it's on Game Pass. We both have it. We just need to put it on. Get your stars ready, ladies and gentlemen. We're oh. going to run a running pool to how fast it takes Corporal to scream. Let's. Okay, I have a thought. I have a thought. I think we should do a star goal for a horror stream. Oh, boy. <laughs> anyway, moving on. E3 is where we are. So, Super Monkey Ball Banana Ranime Mania. Uh, remaster guardians of the galaxy i i'm interested it's kind of like a mass effect knockoff kind of thing i'm kind of interested so square enix square enix has gotten so much flack because square enix people are like final fantasy new final fantasy part two of final fantasy 7 and they're just like what do you guys not want to hear any more about? Oh, our Marvel games? We got a brand new one we're going to shove down your throat. And everybody's like, no. Mimi Chan says, oh. I'm not sure if she's saying oh in reaction to horror games being a potential star goal or Guardians of the Galaxy. Mimi Chan, we're going to stream a horror game. I'm kidding. We're not going to We're not gonna hold it behind a paywall. We're going to scream. I mean, we're going to stream. Uh, EA? Yeah, right? No, we're going to make you buy a loot box for the uh, for the horror stream. <laughs> a random chance. Um, so, I'll be honest. Guardians of the Galaxy, Marvel is beating a dead horse. Especially Square Enix. Like, bro, I still feel like you did as dirty with Final Fantasy. You need to step it up. Well, and of the Avengers game... The Avengers game tanked. The Avengers game failed fantastically. So why? Like, I would understand if the Avengers game was like, oh, like fantastic. I mean, obviously they started production on this before that, like, did terrible. They've, there's your key right there. When did they start production on this? Probably at the end of the Marvel hype line. This is something that should have came out years ago. I guess, yeah. This, yeah, you're, you're to your point. That's probably right. It probably got started development when Marvel was at peak hype for, uh, for Endgame, and then COVID happened. It probably got pushed back a year. Mimi Chan cheering for you while running. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> I will. I will be doing a lot of running in these horror games. Um, but yeah, Guardians got. I was honestly really surprised because this is a you know a triple A title from Square Enix coming out usually these are the types of things we see come out two years later we get the remastered watered down version for the switch but it's coming uh october 26th which i'm not sure if it's the that's the global release date i think it might be um so that's i mean don't get me wrong i don't mean to poo poo it they've already said it's not a live service game there's going to be no dlc it's just going to be there it's going to be it's going to be a real game where they just say, here's the game. You buy it. You play it. You beat it. That's it. There's no DLC. There's no updates. It's just a game. And it, I mean, it doesn't look like a terrible game. It's just hard to separate Guardians of the Galaxy from the sour taste people have over Avengers. And George is super excited for it. George yeah. in the chat is super excited for it. George. Um... Two Point Campus, Two Point Hospital was an indie game that came out. Two Point Campus is a similar indie game that coming is coming out. 
I think it's so fun. I've heard I good wanted, things. I, I liked Two Point Hospital. Did you? Two you point, have it? Two Point as a series is a, like, it's a simulator series. They take genres, they put it together, you simulate building the business or the company or the industry, and you make it how you want, and then you operate it. The Two Point Hospital was you build a hospital, and you operate, and you run it. The only reason I even got into it was because of Nurse, uh, Ascension's uh, girlfriend. I wanted to play it just because I thought it'd be fun to like watch people burn and die in my failing hospital. That's why Corporal is never allowed to work in public service. <laughs> um, yeah, I've never, I never heard of Two Point anything before Two Point Hospital. I know Two Point Hospital was pretty good. Um, so Two Point Campus looks like it's also going to be pretty good. So, if you like playing a game that's exactly like working, then this game might be for you. <laughs> or if you like if you like playing a game that's like if you just went to a job and you did horrible things with no consequences, also for you. If you burned down your Sim City as a kid with natural disasters until it was just smoldering pile, also might be for you. Um so- Next one here, Worms. We've discussed Worms. Worms. So this is Worms. I think people people know what Worms is by this point. The Worms franchise is like solitaire. No, no. Nick Yeti loves Worms. He loves Worms. Yeti, get out of chat. He loves it. Um, Worms is like, so do you remember in, in high school we had that game, what was it, Pocket Tanks? Yes. It was like the physics? That's Worms. Sure. Not a fan. It's, anyway, it's Worms. It's Newer Worms Rumble worms. with cross-play. Nothing like the old ones. It's got cross-play. It kind of looks like there was a lot of stuttering in the trailer, so I think it's going to run like a potato on a stick. I think it's going to be bad. So, but it's there. It's there for you to play. Um, Astria Ascending is a turn-based RPG that's coming out for the Switch. I think it's a new... I don't... What? So from this section, out of all the things that we've mentioned so far, there's two games that I might be interested in. Yeah, out of out of everything. Oh, Astria Astria Ascending is actually Huh, JRPG with help from Final Fantasy developer. Interesting. So this is like this is like a, a proper JRPG. It looks interesting. Huh. It kinda looks like it's like a two D side scroll. It's interesting. It's got a, it's got kind of a cool art style. It didn't make it to Nintendo's news feed, so it must not be that important. <laughs> it's a it's a it's a global release. It's coming out on everything. It's coming on Xbox Game Pass, so we could just play it. For um, free. Okay. Um so that's out there. But yeah, out of everything that is coming out, I would say Cruise and Blast is something that I would pick up to play with my son if it hits sale, because it's a cool arcade. It looks like a Hot Wheels kind of thing. Um 
Fatal Frame and Super Monkey Ball. Banana Banana Man. man banana Man Ramagram. <laughs> um Yeah, probably probably cruising um Life is Strange and Advanced Wars, maybe, on Super Sale. Pending sales. I'm a sucker for a good deal. Now this is a real find. <laughs> My Marge Simpson meme impersonation. Um <sighs> And uh, that that's it for Nintendo. We told you this was a dry, pretty dry E3. Oh, I mean... Um, oh, maybe Chan's things. getting Fatal Frame. How would I have guessed? Yeah, of How course would it I is. Have um, all the games in there. We've got a Smash character, new Wario game, Tension, uh, Mario Party, Zelda mm-hmm. Game & Watch handheld, Breath of the Wild 2 trailer... Metroid Dread. Metroid Dread! Metroid Dread is it. Dragon Ball Z Kakarot expansion coming to the Switch. Life is Strange coming to the Switch. Advanced Wars reboot coming to the Switch. Tony Hawk Fatal Frame. Dread, Dread, whatever that was. Just Dance. Strange Brigade. Cruising Blast. Super Monkey Ball. Guardians. Two Point Campus. Worms, hysteria. I mean, of the entire list, reading it out. Jojo, are, what's up? Hi, thanks for joining us. There are three things that that I just listed that are Nintendo's big hits, and only one of them was an actual game. Hmm. The yeah. other ones were teasers and our trailers. Yeah. Metroid, Metroid is their biggest. You're right. Metroid's Metroid is it. Right. Metroid is E3 for Nintendo this year. For Nintendo. So, I'm more I'm more excited about the Streets of Rage 4 DLC than I am about everything on this list except for Metroid. Okay. We we talk about the other not not really competition cuz Nintendo doesn't like to say that they're in competition with the other companies. But we talk about the other companies who are producing games. I'm going to M dollar sign here for a moment. And Microsoft comes out swinging with their flagship-titled game, Master Chief. Halo Infinite being what they're going to drive home at this E3. That is what Microsoft was built on. The original Xbox got its its fame because of Halo. Halo is what carried Microsoft into the future. That is their flagship. One could make the argument that Mario and or Zelda was that for Nintendo. Fair, yeah. And Microsoft started their E3, came out swinging. Granted, not everything was spectacular, but that was their flagship. They came out swinging. Well, that's isn't that that's very. I feel like that's very representative of how these companies like function as a whole. Is like Microsoft knows Microsoft knows its strengths. It's very self aware, right? Microsoft. Nintendo knows it's weird and it makes itself weird and it refuses to adapt. To anybody's expectation. Nintendo plays its own game and they like to bury the lead and they like to fluff things up and they like to make sure that anything they do 
is a complete picture. Instead of Microsoft being like, you know what? We know what you want. We want Halo. So we're going to do all that. And we have some other stuff too. But you're, you're turning in for Halo. So we're going to give you Halo. Microsoft's like, thank you for coming on the Direct. We have a game for everybody. Your grandmother. Your unborn children. People who haven't played games since the 70s. Like, everything. And they do that whole, like, song and dance. Xbox is just like... Master Chief and everybody's like, ah, like they know how to, they know how to play the crowd. Master Chief, excuse oh, me. Oh, JoJo, that's JoJo says that's what they did last year too, though, and it's still not out yet. <laughs> All right, JoJo. JoJo, I hope you brought an ice pack for that burn, because that's true. We could, we could get into August, and Xbox could say. You know what, guys? We really want Halo Infinite to match your expectations, so we're going to have to push it back to spring 2022. It could happen. If Cyberpunk can get delayed 19 times, it's not going to happen. But it could. But it could. I I was going to make the point that Nintendo came out and didn't swing. (laughs) But you, Jojo, you're right. You're right. You're 100% right. Microsoft came out swinging last year, and they were spinning on the plate. You're right. So, it's disappointing. I mean... I but let's be wanted... clear. Let's be clear. Out of everything, that this you're talking to the Nintendads here. We just spent an hour and a half talking about Nintendo games. Halo Infinite is the game that came out of E3. Yes. That's the most exciting game that came out of E3. For me personally, I think overall, I think that's the big story. New 2D Metroid is huge. People are going to play it. It's going to be awesome. It's going to come out. It's going to do fantastic. Halo Infinite is going to be a game we're playing in five years, supposedly. If it if it lives up to what it's big. It is the big, it is the elephant. It is the only elephant in the room at E3 this year. Sorry to kill your buzz. Kill it, JoJo. (laughs) Um, I think that is the most accurate statement you can make. I said that Nintendo's entire Direct could have been handled in an email. There is nothing in the world that would have stopped me from watching Halo release because I wanted to see them prove me wrong compared to what, to JoJo's point, what they did last year. Yeah. Oh, hold on. I just remembered something. One more thing. This is my this is possibly my biggest issue with Nintendo's E3 this year. My oh. biggest gripe, my biggest bone to pick with Nintendo is how are you going to sit there at E3 talk about a Zelda pocket game, talk about Talk about new new Mario Party things. You're going to talk about all this stuff. And you have the audacity to not even mention, not a whisper of Splatoon 3. Are you kidding me, Nintendo? Are you joking? Because I'm not laughing. Splatoon 3? Are you serious? Splatoon 3 was the biggest drop. The biggest drop out of that last Direct. 
Yes. A doubt. Quite frankly, I could make the argument they should have sat on that news until this E3. They would have gotten would have absolutely won. destroyed if they didn't give it up after 260 days without a direct. <laughs> because that was the only news in the direct that anybody cared about. If they came out without yeah. that, they wouldn't have made it to E3 because their building would have been burned to the ground. My argument is that they should have never had the direct. They should have released minis for all of those other things because that was their status quo up to that point. And they should have saved Splatoon 3 for this. I would have swapped if I was Nintendo. And I, I'm sure that this is more complicated than I, you know, than it thinks, than I think. But if I were Nintendo and I had the capability to do so, Metroid Dread, Splatoon 3. That's how it should have been. They should have announced Metroid Dread in their own direct. It's a big oh. deal, but not as big as a deal as Splatoon 3. And they should have kept Splatoon 3 for E3. And then E3. they should have done the Treehouse stuff, playing Splatoon 3. And then they should have said, and it's not coming out until 2022, but we're having a test fire event in October. I would have been happy. I would have been so much happier with their E3 presentation if they had focused on Splatoon 3. They didn't even mention it. From a gaming it. news standpoint, they would have won E3 with that. Now, granted, Halo still, I think, would have carried their weight. I, I'm more excited about Splatoon 3 than I am about Halo Infinite. Let's be Where's real clear. On? Where's my squid? Where is it? Hold on. Hold on. I got it. Okay. Of course Nintendo's you are. Nintendo's not going to give Splatoon any love, so it's up to us. Damn it. Of course you love Splatoon Good 3 more Lord. than Good See this, Nintendo? Look at what you've made. <laughs> Don't pretend like this isn't a thing. George, thank you for the 99 stars, my friend. Thank you very Yay! much. Very much appreciate that. Um... You are awesome, George. Thank you. I'm putting that in the piggy bank. This is my Splatoon 3 fund. Um, <laughs> but anyway, I had, I had to get that out. I'm done. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use my emotional support animal to calm down. Splatoon 3 was not mentioned at E3. I don't know what Nintendo was thinking. Makes me um, mad. I am scrolling through Nintendo's news app. There's no, there's and no mention of it. There's no mention of it. It's buried no. below remakes and remasters and ports, and all that banana grandma mania bull. You're right. There's nothing. It's wild. I can't believe it. I like actually can't believe it. I'm absolutely stunned. It's it it's it's one of the only new games that they're putting out that they've announced for a first party, for a very, very, very best-selling first party game for Nintendo. And it didn't, and they didn't talk about it. I, I don't, I don't know why. Oh. Anyway, so Halo Infinite looks amazing. Here's a question for you, dear viewers, uh, people in the chat, and if you're watching this after the fact, would you, would you guys hate us if we streamed Halo Infinite when it came out. Because we want to play oh, no. it. We're definitely going to play it. By the way, if you haven't heard, Halo Infinite multiplayer is going to be... Free? Free to play. That's going to be... It's free real estate. It's going to be free. It's not going to be ASMR, but it's going to be 
is yeah, it's gonna be free to play, um, and we're gonna play it. And if y'all will tolerate us, how about this? Let's make a deal. Let's make a deal, dear viewers. Trade offer, right? Trade offer. You receive me screaming like a girl playing horror games. We receive the ability to play Halo Three without or Halo Infinite without you killing us for playing a non, you know, non Halo game. So, George says, please do. I would so watch it, yes. Corporal can actually play. You're going to see me going like this. This is me playing a first-person shooter. What's the grenade button? What's the grenade button? What's the grenade button? Because grenades, if people kill you and you throw a grenade, then you can get them. Like Junkrat. That's my, that's my strategy. Anyway, Halo Infinite looks awesome. Other things that uh, that are coming out. Square Enix, I have to just say it one more time. Square Enix, shit the bed at E3. They are, they are getting panned the most probably out of any company at E3. Because of their Guardians game. Because of Guardians. But then there's also, they announced, they did the same thing that Nintendo did with Splatoon 3 on a way worse level. Their, their next part of Final Fantasy VII this was their opportunity to say, part two's coming. Here's a little crumb of a preview. It's coming out in 2066, but nothing. <sighs> Final Fantasy, <laughs> what is it, 15, 16? Whatever it is, they announced it. They said it was coming. They gave us a preview. E3, we're going to get a juicy update. Nothing. Here's Guardians of the Galaxy. Here is a jacked up looking Star-Lord. Good luck with that. Final Fantasy VII should be Square Enix's number one priority. And I feel like it is, but I feel like they're just not I would make making very quick progress on Square Enix's priority to Final Fantasy VII should be equal to that of Microsoft's to Halo and Nintendo's to, uh, if not Mario, to Mario what? Card, Zelda. Yeah, I would I would agree with that. Um, but no news from them. Something that came out of uh, Summer Game Fest is, if you're familiar with the Borderlands series, there's a character in Borderlands named Tiny Tina. She's amazing. Um, and they announced Tiny Tina's Wonderlands, which sounds really dumb. But it looks really cool. It is a Borderlands-style looter shooter. It's not It's not Borderlands. It's like Borderlands-esque. Uh, looter shooter fantasy game. So picture Dungeons and Dragons with guns. Dungeons and Dragons Borderlands. Looter shooter. It looks pretty cool. I'm interested. They have my attention. I will keep an eye on it. Um, what else? Lost Ark. Nick Yeti is a fanatic about this game. This game has been... It's a MMO-ARPG, so think um, Diablo-style or Minecraft Dungeon-style MMO, which are all my favorite acronyms in one thing. I'm on board with this. Um, that is finally coming to the United States from... I think it was Korean. It was previously like locked to the Asian regions. Actually, uh, 
I don't know. We have a lot of... If anybody from the Philippines in chat, let us know. Do you guys have Lost Ark? Where you're from? I mean, anybody. Europe, I know. I think it's locked to Asia right now. But if anybody who's played Lost Ark, let us know. I'm super interested. Um, it's not coming out for Switch, but it is coming to the country that we live. And it looks cool. So the country! I'm interested in that. Um... And, and then, yeah, and then Halo Infinite, going back to that, that's the number one, that's the number one thing in our hearts, minds. I'm gonna, I'm gonna dance. I'm gonna dance when Halo comes out. I just am. It's gonna happen. Um, it might be on stream when I dance. Who knows? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if we can stream that. <laughs> It might be too vulgar. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's uh, that was E3. No fighting game news. No Mortal Kombat 12. No Injustice 3. No Street Fighter. There was no there's no fighting game news. I don't think unless I missed it. Nothing. Nothing. I know Riot is developing their fighting game. The people who do League of Legends. JoJo stands by what she said. No takesies, backsies. No takesies, backsies. Um, Guilty Gear. I just have to say this because it's in my life right now. Guilty Gear Strive is awesome. If you've been watching, if you've been watching, I've been streaming it. Those who are watching this live stream, let me tell you, Presto and I have a private little little chat in messenger facebook messenger where we like go back and forth about show notes and things that we should do and what next upcoming episode should be our brainstorm like to point out that there are three separate conversations about different things that are going on and each one of them is bookended by oh you should play this game this game is awesome i'm gonna play this game when are you gonna play this game with me <laughs> guilty gear is so damn good it is it is the most fun fighting game that I've ever played outside of Smash. I've played some Marvel vs. Capcom games. I've played Street Fighter, a bunch of different Street Fighters. Um, I've played Mortal Kombat. <laughs> um, but real fighting games. We're talking about real fighting games. Um, and Guilty Gear is by far, like, so. I'm streaming it. I mean, every, every Tuesday that we've done solo streams, and even on Friday when Corporal was missing, I've been streaming it. It's it's amazing. If you get it, I will teach it to you if you get it on PC. It's an open invitation for anybody. Well, and I said that. I said that on my Friday stream, and then my friend Dom got it, and we've played a lot. Um, Corporal versus Presto. No, so the next, on the next stream, are you, are you back at your house on Friday? Or are you home? Depending on how tomorrow goes, I hope to be back home Friday. So well, I should be crush, crush some skulls, do what you need to do. Because on Friday, we could, so the cool thing about Guilty Gear, and then we'll, we'll bring this to a, ne a nice close. But Guilty Gear has remote play through Steam. So if Corval's on his computer, I'm on my computer, I own the game, we can play like pseudo-local multiplayer through Steam. And I think it's going to be a laggy mess, but we're going to try. We're going to try. We're going to try. 
and it's gonna fail, and then we're gonna play Monster Hunter. I mean, yeah, probably. Um, so, also, there was announcements for Monster Hunter Rise things coming. I didn't include it because, it, like, Monster Hunter has been having its own thing. There was a Capcom. It was Monster Hunter uh, Stories is the one that we saw. Monster Hunter Stories 2. It's getting a demo, which I'm definitely going to try yeah. at the least. And then Monster Hunter Rise is getting some updates with cosmetics. It doesn't look like we're getting any new monsters. We got some new event missions. You and I have to catch up on some event missions. Um, why are you making that face of terror? Corporal's, Corporal's terrified, and his screen is freezing. Um, there you go, you're back. But, uh... So yeah, we're, we're gonna play. We're gonna play some Monster Hunter in the near future. There were some updates, not much worth talking about. Just some like events, cosmetics, DLC, that kind of stuff, like dance DLC and things like that. Um, dance, dance, DLC. But yeah, so that's E three. Pretty lukewarm. We had some really cool things like Metroid Dread, Halo Infinite. I mean, everybody that's in chat, was there anything from E3 that stood out to you guys or that you guys really wanted to see? What's our what's our side quest, Corporal? We got to do a side quest. This is a proper episode. This is a proper episode. I didn't have one planned because it was a live stream. Hold on. Let me pull up my side quests. <laughs> What what if you could if you could have had one thing at E three, the dream announcement, what would it be? That Corporal got a exclusive play of Halo Infinite. How about a real no, answer? <laughs> um I'll go first. I, I would have, if I got a my real wish, I would have wanted to have genuine story-based detailed trailer. Not the story, but like gameplay story of Breath of the Wild. Not what we got. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. My, my wish my wish list would either be Melee HD. Battlefield looked okay. Avatar, maybe. Oh, that's right. Yeah, there was an Avatar game yeah. announced. Battlefield does look sick. The new Battlefield. Mm -hmm. Does look good. Yeah. Vernicky. Vernicky, a.k.a. Shadow Bandit, a.k.a. the smartest man on planet, is very excited about Battlefield. That might be a buy for me people get into it my dream announcement would have been uh melee coming to the switch hashtag free melee because it still ain't happened hashtag free melee um or a proper online experience for ultimate which with the right netcode yes i really 
Like, I know I've said it for so long that my dream Nintendo announcement is proper proper online for Ultimate. But, like, I don't even know if that would save it for me at this point. It's not. First off, the game is so far old and gone by now that for Nintendo to make that type of announcement would mean that they also have to announce that they dropped that ball. And they won't. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I'll say my dream announcement is the next Smash Brothers game in the series with with GGPO rollback netcode. It won't happen. You're not going to get it for another five years. I know. I know. Maybe my maybe my kids will play it, and I'll be like, (laughs) I'll be old. It'll be like that meme. I'll be like, when I played Smash, the lag was so bad it was like it would freeze every couple of seconds, and it was delay based, and there was twelve frames of lag from the controller to the screen if you had a perfect connection. And they'd be like, "Sure, let's get you inside, Grandpa." Let's get you inside. Let's get you in bed you before you. I mean, get you some cream ice cream, and you can go to bed. <sighs> anyway, that is our extra super special Bananarama Mania E3 episode. Thank you all for joining us, Mimi Chan, JoJo, George, everybody who's in here. We appreciate you. Um, yeah, the live is live episode. Fun. This is a fun episode. I like doing episodes live sometimes. It saves me so much time on editing. (laughs) I don't have to edit anything. I love it. Um, So, yeah, uh, that's that's it for us. It's been E3. I hope I'm not doing, like, a gang sign inadvertently. E3. Um, (laughs) Thank you, guys. Thank you, Mimi. Um, We will be back live... In in just in just two sleeps, on Friday we'll be back. Corporal, I hope you can make it because if you can't make it home by Friday, you know everybody's getting a face full of guilty gear again. Yeah, and to save our our fan base, I need to be home. You need to save it. Who knows? Maybe we'll be feeling extra spicy and we'll do Dead by Daylight. You don't know. You're gonna have to show up on Friday and find out. <clears throat> Who knows when we're going to stream a horror game. Pretty warn everybody, this Friday is Father's Day. As much as I love spending, or this this Sunday, excuse me. Yeah, I was going to say, Father's Day is Sunday, not Friday. You really are getting old. So everybody who's looking for a corporal live stream, his daddy ain't going to be around. I'm sorry. Corporal's going to be chilling somewhere with a beer. I I got little red time I got to put in. Especially with me being away traveling, like I need to, I need some little red time. Yeah. yeah, so we're we're taking Father's Day off. We're the Nintendo Dads. That's it's in our name. We can't. We get that. We get that. Um, all right, everybody. This, we've 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 rambled on long enough. This is now a two-hour almost episode. So we will see you on Friday. We hope you enjoyed this episode, and we will see you in the next one.